Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we keep on going with the previews, the division by division previews. We're up to the NFC North, getting halfway through the previews now. There's some interesting situations in the North, I would say. Maybe more so than other divisions. And the one we're going to start off with is the Chicago Bears, who definitely made some moves in the offseason. So this is going to be, this is an interesting team. First off, start off, they got the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, again for his second season. Which, could we see the second year jump, maybe, that we saw from Carson Wentz and we saw from Jared Goff? Maybe? What do you think? That's going to be one of those later, not even drafted quarterbacks that surprises with all his new weapons. What do you think, Jeff? You like Trubisky? Is there is there a champ? He was no what number two pick in the draft, so. Uh, no, <laughs> you don't I mean, like it. No, I I don't dislike him, but I'm not going to be drafting him in any of my leagues by any means. I, he's one that I'm going to t- kind of take a look at. Yeah, I absolutely think that he could make a jump because he did a lot of good things. I mean, he was almost 60% in the passing completion. He played 12 games, 7-7, seven and seven, touchdown to interception. That's not great. But at the same time, you know, he was still getting his feet under him, and he really didn't have anyone to throw it to. So do I think so? Yeah, he could. He could be worthwhile. I wouldn't say stashing yet, but I think he's a waiver wire that he could end up being a good streaming quarterback because of all of the weapons he has now. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're not going to know on Trubisky, so you're not going to know until the season starts. So to draft him in any kind of situation in a 10- or 12-team league, just standard, is can't do it. No. Two QB, two QB league, obviously, he's going to be drafted. But you can't. You just can't. There's too many other options. Yeah, and think about all the good quarterbacks that that fall so low. Last week when we talked about Roethlisberger, what he was ranked like 13th or something in, in pro football, and so he's not even a starter technically. And like that, that would be insane to think that Trubisky is better than Roethlisberger. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of guys down there. And QB obviously only starting one in yeah. most league types. There's just too many of them. I mean, you have guys like, I mean, Stafford and guys that are still young that are supposed to make the jump. I mean, you have Jameis Winston, you know, Derek Carr, Mariota. I mean, the list goes on. So am I intrigued? Yes. Mostly because of his wide receiver situation, which we'll get into in a moment. Yeah. So it's more of a, if he, if it happens, great. Pick him up after the first couple of weeks when you need him, but don't, don't draft him unless you're in a really deep league. But he does have some new receivers to throw the ball to. Main one being Allen Robinson, who is coming off an ACL injury, though. So that's a big question mark. So Allen Robinson, I mean, he's, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think here. I don't really, I mean, he's going to be a wide receiver, too. And he could be this, he could go either way. This is, it's, it's really hard when players go to new teams anyway to figure out how to rank them it's even harder when that player's coming off an acl injury coming off an acl injury and then going to a new team with a quarterback who hasn't really done it yet it's it's an up in the air situation 
So you're going to have to draft him with all kinds of question marks. But I think some players I don't like to do that with. I think Allen Robinson can be okay. If, at wide receiver, I'm okay with taking a risk on him as a number two because I think there's there's wide receiver one value, or upside here. So I there could be a player I take a chance on. I mean, what do you think? What are you, what are you thinking about Robinson? I really think I could take it. I might take a chance on this guy. Yeah, I I think the the big mistake. I, I like the chance. Taking a chance on him is probably the right wording because he is going to go quite high, and and you really don't know where his health is at. Yeah. My biggest worry, I'd be a little higher on him if if he didn't have that giant fall off from 2015 to 2016. He, really, the receptions didn't change. He played a full season each time. But he went from 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns to 900 yards and six, which is not bad. But at the same time, you know, is that probably a little more realistic? Yes. I mean, as people are going to reach and go for 2015, and they're going to be like, this is what he's capable of. This is what I'm paying for. And I could see me losing out on a lot of the bidding wars because there's no possible way I think True. that he's ever going to reach that at least next year. Right now, he's ranked 17th ahead of Stefan Diggs, Des Bryant. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's a pretty fair ranking at the moment, and I think that's where you're going to have to get him as a wide receiver too. Yep, which doesn't scare me that much. It the health scares me a little more than the production side of it for a wide receiver too. Yep. I I think there's just, there's enough upside here that I'm okay with them as a two. And I feel I feel like you there's enough wide receivers around there that you can find somebody later to make up for it. You can get like I don't know, there's other there's other players. There's just a lot of guys we've talked about that we're gonna talk about in that thirty to forty, fifty range even that just I mean to throw one out there right now. Like I mean Calvin Benjamin's a forty fifth ranked wide receiver who could actually do something. Barkey's Goodwin was great, he's forty third. Will Fuller's 42nd, you know, if he has Watson back. There's all kinds of guys really late that could actually be of value. Yeah. So you can take a chance early. Well, that, as a well, two. As a two. Yep. That kind of scares me too, though, because in that scenario, would you rather take a, a chance on building up your running back stable and then you know that you can get wide receiver value later on or go for the guaranteed guy? Because if you can get two guaranteed wide receivers, then fill in in the back end. Well, let me see here. I'm gonna. I'm curious. I'm gonna look at where look at overall ranks about where he's. Yeah, yeah. See. Okay. <laughs> right now, let's say he's like the 40th overall player. That would put him if you ba- base it off the running backs and this who's going below him. Jay Ajayi is actually below him. I would pick Jay Ajayi ahead of him. But the next guy after Jay Ajayi is Alex Collins. I'm picking Allen Robinson over Alex Collins. So. That's kind of he's he's at that good spot. He's at that spot that we talked about last episode with the running backs where it falls off. He's at that spot in the ranks overall. So he's at that spot where all of a sudden you go from like JHI, Alex Collins, Lamar Miller, Deion Lewis, Duke Johnson, Tevin Coleman. That's where that's yeah. the running back you'd pick over him. I want Allen Robinson. Yeah. Other you, than JHI. I would probably take JHI over him. But other than that, I want Allen Robinson over those type of running backs. There's a lot more top potential there with, because Allen Robinson, you could see him having a number oh, wide receiver one season. You can't see that happening as a running back one for Lamar Miller, or Duke Johnson, or Tevin Coleman, really. So, I think I'm going. I like Allen Robinson. I'm not like me. It's not like oh, he's going to be number five wide receiver this year, but I think he's good value for where he is right now. He can be. He has the potential. 
The other receivers they have, they picked up Taylor Gabriel. Don't really, there's not much fantasy value there for me. He's just, he's, a, he's another another piece for Tr- Mitch Trubisky. That's pretty much it. Then you always have Kevin White. Maybe you have Kevin White if the guy could ever play. He's a top 10 pick in a draft and he has never been able to stay healthy. So who knows? We don't know what to think. If you want to take a flyer on him and get him in the last round, sure, do it. Go ahead. I'm fine with it. Yeah, well, his, I don't think he's going to do anything, but I'm fine with it. Yeah, well, his brother is going to be drafted, too, more than likely. He was a wide receiver coming out of West Virginia this year. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they'll be reunited. Yeah, yeah. Kevin White, I don't know. Well, the, Now, the, the big story is yeah, Cameron Meredith. By the time this actually airs, we're recording it a couple of days early. It comes out Thursday. This decision has probably already been made. And will the Bears match the Saints offer sheet? to Cameron Meredith. So it's hard to talk about it because by the time it comes out, it's going to be <laughs> known or not. I, I just, I lean towards them. I think they, it's a two year, $9.6 million deal. The bears did just, you know, spend a lot of wide receiver with, you know, Robinson there, even a little bit with Gabriel. I still feel like they could use him, but they didn't seem to value him very much. They didn't put, they could have put a higher round whatever tender on him, and they didn't. So I don't know how much they actually truly value this guy. And coming off, he's coming off an injury too. So I don't know. We'll just we'll talk about that next time when we know what what he actually did. So you guys in the future already know what happened, but we don't. I have to ask you one <laughs> question about this. Though. It is a little bit a huge speculation, but which do you think that he has more value, or Allen Robinson has more value with or without Cameron Meredith? I actually think possibly with Cameron Meredith in a way, because I don't, I, I don't think Kevin White's going to be healthy, and Taylor Gabriel is not really a like a number two for me. I think he needs a legit number two outside of him. Kevin White could be that if he's healthy. I just don't see it. So I, I'd rather have Meredith Meredith be there to have Robinson have a legit player out there outside of him. If you're the only guy, it's tough. It can be tough. So I think I don't think Meredith's going to take much away from him. So I'd rather have him there. Yeah, and I, I really love Cameron Meredith's upside. I mean, I yeah. guess I could love it just as much if, if he goes to New Orleans. But, yeah, I mean, he, he did a lot of good work on a really bad Chicago team last year. I mean, he almost got to 900 yards and four touchdowns with, you know, with Trubisky yep. at, behind center. So, uh, you know, there's a whole lot to love. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of hoping he, he stays put because I think it does. I think that this would set off a chain reaction where I think it, it kind of hurts the value of – well, Trubisky, I'm not, you know, drafting anyway. But at the same time, it would hurt him. I think it does hurt Allen Robinson, and and I think it hurts Jordan Howard a bit too because I think yeah. with a better passing game, he might have a couple more holes where he didn't last year. Yeah, no, no Jordan Howard. That's the other fantasy relevant player here who he's going to be in that conversation for back end running back one for first of the running back twos kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where. Right now he's 13th, so he's going to be a running back too. A uh, running back too. I love it. I love Jordan Howard's running back too. If he's going to be there, you saw the whole Instagram thing with Jordan Howard taking all the Bears pictures off Instagram. Now we put him back up though. So there was like a day of speculation that the Bears are trading Jordan Howard. Why? That's strange. Yeah, so I think he'll be there. And if he stays about that 13th, 13th spot, and you get him as your number two, yeah, it's a good pick. I don't. That's about because after Jordan Howard, currently it goes to Christian McCaffrey who. Could have definitely increased value now without John the Stewart, but then Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake. So it falls off quickly as a proven player. Jordan Howard's proven himself. So if you get him as your number two, 
you're going to – that's a good situation. Jeff, you have him as your number two right in our main league. I think he's your number two running back behind Alvin uh, Kamara, right? Who yeah, else do you have? Well, three. Even... I had Melvin God. Gordon as well. Oh, yeah. geez. That's not and even I fair. Was, yeah, loaded that year. That's not even fair. So, But as number two, is great. So I think he's good. And then Tariq Cohen. I'm intrigued. I, I am too. And I, I hit because last year I was a complete hater because I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's a flash in the pan, whatever. But yeah. – I, I really do think that he he showed enough. He was very very athletic, and I think he could be very helpful, especially in the passing game, which we know Jordan Howard. He's a good running back, but my God, the guy cannot catch. So, Tariq Cohen will absolutely have a ton of opportunity to become that third down back. Yep, I think he's going to have some kind of value. I don't know how much, and if it maybe it just takes more away from Jordan Howard, but there's going to be something there. He's going to have some good weeks, and then tight end. They signed Trey Burton to a pretty good contract. Again, we don't have a clue yet what to expect. And if anybody tells you they do, they don't. They don't know. It, he just signed a big deal. That doesn't mean much. You're going to be able to get him if you want to take a flyer on him as like a 10 to 15 tight end. So he's gonna he's not going to cost you much, which I'm I'm actually interested in that. That's, that's the kind of tight end I like. I might get him. I mean, he looked okay for Philly. It's not like he really had that many opportunities. People just remember him throwing a touchdown pass. But he's right now ranked 15th as a tight end one spot ahead of David Njoku, who eh, might want Njoku ahead of him. But he's one spot below Eric Ebron. That's <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Eric say, is Ebron. going to be the guy that comes up every episode? Done, done with the Bears. We'll move on to the Lions. And the Lions have gotten rid of Eric Ebron. They didn't re-sign him because he's terrible and he can't catch the ball. And he thinks Matthew Stafford's not a good quarterback, which is just wrong. God, I hate Eric Ebron, Jeff. Yeah, I hate him because we wasted a 10th round pick on him. And I, then he finally looks like he might develop into something if he can yeah, learn how to catch the ball a little bit. But such a freak of nature. I hate that we spent any time talking about him on our podcast last offseason. Like <laughs> we wasted, he wasted our lives he is by the, us wasting our energy to talk about him as a potential player who could do something in the NFL when clearly... He cannot because he's not good, and he's just he's terrible. He is the classic tight end example of you. You see him; he has all the potential in the world. And where I was like, well, next year, next year, it takes a few years for tight ends to kind of get it. He just hasn't caught on yet. No. I mean, so maybe he's still he's still young. He's still very very athletic. Could he do something? Yes, but until I actually see no, the playmaking ability, especially when you're talking about catching the ball. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be worth anything uh, as far as fantasy goes in a luckless offense at the moment. Well, now the Lions have replaced him at tight end with Luke Wilson. Not Owen Wilson's brother, Luke Wilson, just another Luke Wilson, who came from Seattle. Does he mean decent tight end? Yeah, he's a guy. He's really, <laughs> really, he's, he's okay. He's better than Eric Ebron. I mean, he got that going for him. I, I, you know, we know that already. We don't even have to really like look into that very much. He's better than Eric Ebron. That's just, it's very clear. So again, though, I'm not terribly interested in the fantasy wise. And he's currently ranked 31st in the rankings at tight end, which means you don't, you don't play that guy. I don't expect much of anything, but Hey, maybe it'll be a pleasant surprise. Maybe we, we don't really know. Could be interesting. At quarterback, obviously, Matt Stafford. He's going to be ranked in the 10 to 15 range, possibly again. 
some some people have him higher. He's ninth right now, but he goes all the way from he's all the way as high as sixth, as low as sixteenth. And that's kind of where he's going to fall. And he's going to end up at, at the end of the year. He's going to be top ten, but that's just because he's going to be solid most of the year. But he's not going. He hasn't had a lot of huge weeks for you anymore, like he used to with Calvin there. But I don't think he's really going to kill you either. He's going to be steady. So he's a good option if you wait on quarterbacks and do the whole draft a quarterback at the last round thing, spend a dollar in an auction on a quarterback. Stafford's always a good option for that. So I don't really. And this, but again, maybe this is the big breakout year. There's always a guy. There's always a guy. Yeah, and and last year, I mean, he was very, very solid quarterback. He almost had 4,500 yards passing, 29 touchdowns with only 10 interceptions. So, I mean, that's kind of what you come to expect from him. You know, low to mid, four, you know, thousand yards passing with, you know, it really all over the place. But you're hoping that he nears 30 touchdowns. The question with me, uh, especially with being Patricia coming in, and now they have LeGarrette Blunt, and, you know, it seems like they're trying to diversify anything to get that running game going because it was nil. Like, Mm -hmm. there was none whatsoever last year. If they do get it going, does that take away some, you know, passing opportunities? You could easily make the argument the opposite way, right? You get the passing or the running game going, the passing game will open up. I don't think enough to matter where he's going to be drafted and what kind. He's still going to be the same type of player, I think, for you either way, which, yeah, he's going to be fine. He's he's not going to be, I don't think, top, top, top tier fantasy-wise, but he's going to be decent and not going to hurt you, even if the running game picks up, he doesn't get quite as many touchdowns because they want to throw the ball every time in the end zone. In the red zone, um, I think he's, he's still going to be fine. The running backs, though, I mean, uh, they signed Legarrette Plunt, but I don't care about him. No, I, you know, he's, I think he's just a gonna, needed stopgap in order yeah. to get short yardage. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He's still got Amir Abdulli. He's still got Theo Riddick. They're still not going to be very good. They need to draft a running back. I think that's not in the first round, but. We could definitely see them drafting a running back. So this is going to be another one to revisit in when we clearly know the running back situation. But I'm not going to recommend drafting any Lions running back at this point. Not going to – I mean, Amir Abdul has burned us too many times already, you know, thinking maybe he could really do it. So if he if he does become a, you know, good fantasy option, it's going to have to surprise me. It's going to be a surprise, and I'm going to probably miss out on it. But running back-wise, it's just nothing interesting. Wide receiver-wise – Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, both decent options, and I think they're both going to be kind of undervalued. And currently they're ranked 24th of Golden Tate, 25th Marvin Jones. So I think they are being kind of undervalued again. That's a good, I think that's a good spot for them. You can get them for a decent price. And Marvin Jones, what was he, top five last year? He was fifth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's incredibly undervaluing because what did you say with it because 24th and 25th right now 24th 25th and marvin jones was fifth and golden tate was 19th yeah why well yeah what okay what is is i (laughs) i mean and and stafford didn't have some crazy out you know outlandish statistical output right he had 29 touchdowns very very doable again i mean unless you're saying you get the running game going and some of those go there but even that I, i i think both of these guys are very safe safe options and once again i think I can't believe that Marvin Jones is going to be overlooked again after is. this is what, yeah, after he did this. And, he, you know, I don't know. I th- it's just one of those that I just don't understand. I think Marvin Jones is always going to be an incredibly 
um, fruitful guy to draft. Marvin Jones is a third receiver on your team. I think that's a good pickup. Oh, that's amazing. Are you kidding me? With an upside, he really could do exactly what he did last year again. There, yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? There's nothing holding him back. There's nothing. I mean, the coach is different. Yeah. But, but I mean, you're not going to use your number one wide receiver. They're still going to throw the ball. So and the other guy, Kenny Galladay, might we see a second year improvement? Probably. I don't know how much. He's currently ranked 67th. So that's another one where I got to wait and see what what he's looking like in preseason, hear the training camp reports, see how they're using him. And I do think there's a lot of potential there, though. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's hard to get it, too crazy about him, but I, I really do like him. He played 11 games last year, and you saw what he could do. He's a very you know, lengthy wide receiver that can get down the field, and he, he kind of does have a different niche than, say, Marvin Jones or Golden Tate. So I, I think you'd be crazy not to kind of him be on your radar at least. All right. How about the Green Bay Packers? Aaron Rodgers can be back from injury probably going to be my number one tight end, or number one, number one quarterback again i believe ranked i mean yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. gonna be there's yeah. just no one's stepped up enough it's gonna be rogers he's gonna be throwing the ball to Devonte adams and randall cobb it looks like he's probably the number two now without jordy nelson there so adams is probably going to be a top 10 receiver in most ranks this year it worries me a bit but hey if rogers is there there's no jordy nelson yeah right he has to be like, he has to be. Yeah. There's no way around it. He's, no, He should be that good. I mean, even last year, people, there was the talk that he was going to fall off, right? I mean, that was the big thing. It's like, oh, he can't repeat it. Nelson is back, blah, blah, blah. And really, Devontae Adams ended as the 12th wide receiver. And this is with, for a large chunk of the year, not Aaron Rodgers. You don't even have to say his name, but not Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was throwing to him. So that I think that does just prove that he will be worth the draft pick. Yeah. I think... I think you will have to pay a top 10 price for him, you know, hopefully closer to that 10 than anything above it. But I, I kind of do think he's safe. I do too. I think and yeah, right now ranked ninth, which, you know, I think that's okay because this is a ninth receiver is a guy you can wait on and get. You could possibly, there's a chance you could, in a snake draft, there's still a chance you can get two running backs and then still get Devontae Adams. It's It's not completely out of the question that you could pick him up as your number one receiver after getting two running back one and two running backs ahead of him. It's going to be, it's not always going to work out. If you're at the, if you're at the beginning of a third round, I think you can pull it off. So that I think is a great strategy. Try to get Devonta Adams. there. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be very good. Randall Cobb. Now I liked him last year. It didn't quite happen. It looked like it was going to start, you know, he was starting to do something there early early on and then it just i mean who knows with the rogers injury too but cobb just didn't it just nothing was really there he got 66 catches but only 653 yards and four touchdowns it's basically the same numbers he put together the year before and so there's not much of a difference from when rogers was a quarterback and when he wasn't but now he should be the number two so should i i think we can get Okay, I'm not going to think, I'm not necessarily going to say he can get back to what he did in 2014, where he caught 91 balls, almost 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns, which is just weird. It's almost crazy that Grandel Cobb actually did that. But maybe more of 2015, where he had about 80 catches, 800 some yards, six touchdowns. He can do that again. Yeah, I agree. He can definitely do that again. And yeah, he, he's, he really is kind of an intriguing one because we've, we've seen him. He can do it before. 
he was in the position. He's actually not that old. Like it feels like he's been around forever. But what he's going to be twenty eight next year. Yep. Uh, that's you know for a wide receiver that's not old. Once again, if Rodgers is healthy, makes a whole lot of sense. The number one and two wide receivers on that team have always both been very productive. And I, I think Adams, I think, is very safe. But when Nelson left, I just think it opened up a door of possibilities for every other wide receiver on this team. So my question is not kind of like, you know, is is another wide receiver besides Adams going to be productive? It's more of like which one. And the question is, in my head. Geronimo. Yeah, Randall Cobb or Geronimo Allison, which I love Geronimo Allison's upside and I love his name. Yeah, I think that might be more of it. <laughs> I, I really do think someone is going to come out and I feel like a lot of people are going to jump to tight end and be like, Jimmy Graham is the one that's going to do it. Yeah. I don't see that. I mean, I think he'll be fine, but I don't think he's going to all of a sudden take all the touchdowns Nelson was getting. So if you had a bet on it, I mean, do you see a... a do you see Allison as a legit contender for balls, I guess, this year? I, I think so, because, I mean, Cobb, he gets injured. He had a few years not putting it together. So, yeah, there's definitely a possibility Geronimo Allison is going to actually get a shot. And, you know, they they got rid of Jordy Nelson. Obviously, they they didn't pick up anybody yet. Maybe they'll draft somebody. I, I doubt it. But Geronimo's kind of – he's going to be in that perfect spot of a guy who's played now two seasons, going into year three – Kind of see what he is. He yeah. might be a lot better. I mean, they let Jeff Janis, you know, yeah, yeah Jeff Janis has gone too, which he was always in the conversation. Which and now both of these, even Randall Cobb, but both Randall Cobb and Geronimo and Allison, I think you can get very good value for these guys. Cobb's currently ranked forty eighth. Oh, that I, is the yeah, that amazing. Is, that is money. He's going to tick one. up, I think. Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. But and Geronimo is ninety first. Yeah. I, oh. Man, I'll tell you, I will, I will be at Geronimo Allison. I feel like as long as nothing changes, I feel like he's going to be on a ton of my teams. You're going to take I a chance. Like it's no risk. You're going to take, mean, really. you're going to take a chance at the end of a draft, get him for a dollar, and why not see if there's something there? He could, I can see Geronimo Allison's name being on our first couple weeks waiver wires easy. Week, I could see him being week two waiver wire pickup, one of the top. I can just, I can just feel that coming. All he has to do is catch a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. It it it'll it'll make me laugh because they'll be in the draft and even if it's like a fifth rounder they're gonna draft a wide receiver and all of a sudden all that this guy, is, yeah, yeah right everyone's gonna start speculating and it'll be thrown out the window but I, I really do I, I I think there is a lot to obviously there's always a lot to love about wide receivers coming from Green Bay but I think this year people are gonna be sleeping on it yep. much more than they ever have in the in the past even Adams I, I think Devontae Adams people just aren't going to have the same love that they had for Nelson for any of these guys, yeah. which is fine. I mean, they, they shouldn't. Nelson was pretty elite when he was with you know Aaron Rodgers. But don't sleep on him. I, I love them all. And it brings me to Jimmy Graham, though, yeah. at tight end. I don't have a lot to say, honestly, about it because I, it's it's hard. Jimmy Graham, has ne- he's never been quite the same player since the injury. He, he really hasn't. He's He's been good, but not – amazing last year 57 catches for 520 yards he catches touchdowns though usually 10 i don't think aaron Rodgers is going to go out of his way just to throw the ball jimmy graham aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to who's open that's pretty much what's going to happen so i mean jimmy graham did have a big fall off last year if you really look at it yeah he he really he really did and i mean now he's had four seasons where there's not much going on after this you know he's been hurt 
you know, he's never really missed much time. When <laughs> he's just not quite, I don't know. He caught some touchdowns. He had that. He had two like what two huge years in New Orleans. Other than that, he's been good, but he's just not spectacular anymore. He's. I think we're just. It's too much of the name yet. He's not worth getting the top five tight end to me, honestly. Because at that point, you almost have to pay a little bit more for him, and I don't want to take that chance. I, he could be very good, yes, but we've thought that about how many tight ends for Green Bay. And he's, what, going to be 32 years old? Which is fine for it's, tight ends. It's end. okay yet, but with the injury history he had, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the where my head goes, uh, he he will be in the top, what, he'll probably be like fifth or something. He'll be in the top yeah. five probably. He'll He'll make that. And I think he will be one of the safer options in tight end because it is so shallow. But, I mean, really, do you, do you really expect him to do much more than he did last year? Which is, yeah. you're right, I mean, he had 520 yards with 10 touchdowns. So even if he regresses a bit and the touchdown goes up in the yardage, I, in that area is probably about right for fantasy. And the year before that, went 900 yards and six touchdowns. So a little bit better, but not too yeah. much more. I mean, where do you think he's going to fall in the grand scheme of things when it comes to tight ends at the end of the year when that kind of production I could. You're probably paying, you know, even money for him. I don't think you're gonna. True. I just don't want to pay for a tight end unless it's Kelsey. Oh yeah, I mean, that's my. That's more of where I'm at. Preaching the choir. I don't think there's a whole lot of tight ends that I'm. I would be willing to pay for because I don't think you get too much value. You're getting exactly what you pay for. I'd rather take Hunter Henry and pay half the price. Yeah, I mean, I would. Obviously, I. I think Hunter Henry is the greatest tight end to ever. Playing the NFL, and he's ranked seventh. Hunter Henry is. Yeah, that makes sense. No he, one, no he kind of burns yeah. everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is when you go to a new team, especially with Aaron Rodgers, everyone always looks at their best year and they're like, "Oh, he's definitely." But la- he had ten touchdowns. I mean, that is a lot yeah. of touchdowns to catch on a team that was playing from behind a lot and just the Wild West throwing. Yeah. And he still only got 520 yards. So just keep into perspective. Don't don't overpay for this guy. Yep. And honestly, I have nothing to say about the running backs because that is a complete guess. No Montgomery, idea. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, they've all been good at times. The either I could see any one of these three being relevant. We just don't know what the Packers plan is. So you know what? It's not worth my time because I it's a, it's all a guess. I got that's that's a situation we hundred percent need to see to even have any clue. I will say I did like what I saw from Aaron Jones, probably more than the other two. I mean, Ty Montgomery is what he is. I think that Aaron Jones might be a better running back than all three of them. But Jamal Williams had signs too, so we'll wait and see. How about the last team of the North, the Minnesota Vikings, with their new quarterback, Kirk Cousins, who is going to find himself moving up draft rankings. Which I always seem like, oh, he's being, he's there overranking, overrating him again. This time he's eighth, but you know what? Why he finishes there every year? He has so I mean, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he's always top ten. He was a uh, seventh last year. Yeah, so he's gonna. That's about where he's probably gonna end up. I don't necessarily believe that the move to the Vikings is gonna dramatically increase his value. I think it's just gonna be similar, slightly better. I think. I mean, I I do think it. Yeah, I, I do think it increases it. Uh, yeah, just not like it doesn't. It still doesn't put him into that top tier yet. For no. me. He's in the second. He's clearly in the second tier of players for me. Yes, I think if you draft Kirk Cousins, I think this year a good finish would be fifth. 
He can, yeah, he can definitely get there. Yeah, I don't think there's no issue. I mean, he he definitely has what it takes in order to score that many, that many points. He's been there before, I believe, the year before that even. Um, but there there are a lot of young quarterbacks that are now starting to produce. So don't go crazy. But at the same time, I mean, that, that's very very safe. And I think you always get a discount on him because for Damn. some reason he's never a household name. This year might change that just because of the you know the signing. Yeah, but we'll yeah. see. Wide receivers he'll be throwing to Adam Thielen. Stefan Diggs. Thielen's currently ranked 11th, so you're not going to be able to get Thielen under the radar anymore. Diggs is 18th. I'm a big Diggs fan. I think this is the year he puts it all together. I am big on Stefan Diggs. I think he's going to be on my team a lot. As a, I'm, I'm completely cool with having Stefan Diggs as my wide receiver too. I think he's. I really expect something from him. He's only 24 years old, going into his fourth year. He's shown a lot of signs that he could be good. Health is what the issue is with Diggs so far. I think he's going to be really good. I'm a I'm a huge Diggs fan this year. I honestly would rather have Diggs over Thielen, even though I think Thielen is safer. You're, I, you're talking before the money. You just say straight up, you can just, have one of these. You're going to take Diggs. Yep. Right. I'm I'm totally okay with that. I I think Thielen is one heck of a wide receiver as well. He's definitely but, safer. Yeah. He's 100 safer. He's going to have a very good year. But Diggs is, he, he just has something about him. Every time he gets the ball, you're just like, how has this guy not been able to string together a, a full season quite yep. yet? But, I mean, Thielen's going to be very good, too. There's nothing against Thielen. He's really great. But, okay, th- right now he's 11th. I I know it shouldn't, but it just feels a bit much for me right now. Well, let me try to think. He's around. He's one spot ahead of T.Y. Hilton. With Andrew Luck, I think T.Y. Hilton is more valuable than Thielen. I I, I, I think so. But Thielen's safer. Safe, safe, he safe. Is, and the, the crazy part is he had a very good year last year, right? Obviously, he was uh-huh. uh, ranked 11th as a wide receiver, and he only had four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're 11th and you have – I mean, you could – you could easily have double-digit touchdowns with that guy, especially with Cousins throwing it to him instead of Case yeah. Keenum or whoever the heck was Man. throwing it, Bradford, whoever's thrown to him before. I, I feel like both of these wide receivers are just primed kind of for uh, a... I don't know if you can really call Thalen a breakout, but I feel like another like level up at least. Yeah, he's... Let's see. The players after Thalen again. Let's see if, there's, if you would take any of these guys ahead of him. T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin, Alshon Jeffrey... Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, I would, as long as luck is. But that is. might be it. Yeah, as long as he's healthy, but yeah, that'd be it. And like you said, he's safe. I mean, I, there, I think, there's a lot of intrigue. Like, we talk about Amari Cooper and everything, but the fact that he can catch four touchdowns, that's it, and you could be ranked yeah. almost in the top ten is pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, I I think it's probably where he needs to be. And really, well, Stefan Diggs was 18th last year. I thought oh, Diggs is going to be great. Yeah, I mean, he really could. That whole that, oh, I love that Diggs, offense man. is crazy, and that's also why I think Cousins will, you know, pretty much be the fifth quarterback, if you will. He, you know, you have Rudolph, which is a very nice tight end to have. You know, nothing I'm going to go absolutely crazy over, but very very safe option. And then you have Diggs and Thalen, and then you also have should be a very good run game that should support that. It, it's hard because the Redskins with Terrell Pryor and everything like that last year. You know we. I thought it was going to be a similar situation when he finally has a bunch of weapons. And they really struggled. And he still mm-hmm. ended up, what, seventh, what we just talked True. about? 
And it so, felt like the, it felt like none of those players did anything. I mean, he also has Kyle Rudolph, solid tight end. I'm not. And Kyle Rudolph's gonna be in the top ten of all our rankings at tight end. Yeah, he's gonna be a very good option. I just never get terribly excited about him. But he's he's gonna be a fine option. He's, he's fine. gonna be he's the, fine. Yeah, he's gonna be the unsexy safe pick of yeah. tight ends. If you wait on tight ends, you you get Kyle he, Rudolph. He was sixth yeah. overall last year in tight ends. Then a running back, Dalvin Cook's coming back from the injury. Should be oh, really good. I, Delvin Cook is a guy that I'm super high on. And then you just get Latavius Murray as his handcuff. You almost you kind of need to at that point. Yeah. And there's no Jarek McKinnon to take away anything from Dalvin Cook. Murray's not going to take anything away from Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's going to be able to be very good. And he's going to be probably top 10 running back, I think, in a lot of draft boards. That's where he's ninth right now. He's ahead of LaShawn McCoy right now. He's ahead of Devontae Freeman right now. It's... <laughs> I, I would. I mean, I, I know this was early, but I'm incredibly high on the guy. You you watch him last year when he played four games. He was averaging 4.8 yards a carry, 354 yards, two touchdowns. He just he looked the part. He looked special. Yep. And if if he stays, if he remains healthy, and like you said, with only Latavius Murray behind him, I, this guy can be a three down back, and he could be a vital you know, kind of focal point for that whole offense. Yeah, if he picks up where he left off last year, you know, he's going to be really good. And you know, these ACL injuries, more often than not, players come back from them with very few, you know, effects from it. Not all the time. I mean, Jamal Charles never really came back from his, and it does happen, but I think he's going to be fine, and he's going to be very good. But you're going to have to get him as your number one running back, which... Is that a risk you want to take? Maybe. I don't know. It's a, That's an interesting idea. Or you could get him as a number two. Let's say if you're at the end of a first round with a pick, you could still possibly, if people are getting wide receivers, you could maybe you somehow were able to get like Melvin Gordon, Leonard and Fournette, and then team it with Delvin Cook at the beginning of the second. That's where, oh man, I think that's where I want to be in a draft. Just don't, like a 10-team draft. You're like 10th. Let's say you're 10th in a 10-team draft. Antonio Brown, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe even Odell go in the first round. At least three three receivers go in the first, and you're in the, you know, like a 10-team draft. That means six running backs go. You could legitimately get Leonard Fournette, Delvin Cook. Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Delvin Cook. That's what I want. Yeah, but... I mean, I love Shoot. all those guys. End of the first maybe where, where where it's at this year. Yeah, I mean, I well get those two big running backs. Yeah, I, I think you just don't want to be sandwiched in the middle. Gotta hate that. I, yeah, you know, you know what the better idea is? Auction. Yeah, auction is always the way to go. Yeah. If you haven't noticed by listening to us yet, auction is the way to go. We'll talk. It's about not that. even close. We'll definitely talk about that some more. Do you think? And going back to the Vikings just for a second, do you think that there's any other wide receiver that has some upside that you might be able to pick? Yeah, I don't really want to say Laquan Treadwell's name. Right. I mean, it, it is, though. It's either Laquan... La, Stacy Coley. Say what? Stacy Coley. I like Stacey <laughs> Either that Coley. or... And Kendall Wright as well is there. I'd, I put Stacy Coley on my super, super, extremely deep sleepers list I posted on Instagram last week. So there could be something there. If there is, I told you so, right? I actually put him on my list as the number 11 super deep sleeper, which is players that are just so far down there, so... I think Stacy Coley could actually have more 
um, upside at this point than Laquan Treadwell because I don't really think there's anything there. He's just not he's not putting anything together. I don't really see much from him. Yeah, it's very very strange. I I never understood it. Just doesn't seem to be first round draft pick, and but he if, just hasn't even really got the opportunity. If he was able to live up to first round draft pick level, then wow, this team is really yeah. I mean, if he was a wide receiver three on this team, but we're I'm not even expecting it. Yeah, I don't really either. So, all right, I think that's gonna do it for the NFC North. I'll be back next week with divisions five and six, which are going to be the AFC South, I believe in the NFC South. So we'll have some interesting stuff to talk about with those divisions. We'll talk to you guys next week.